The following podcast is the audio version of a previously broadcasted program. It may contain words and expression which might require watching. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We also welcome your comments, your suggestions, and yes, your criticism. For details on our broadcast, please visit sluza.com. That's S-L-O-O-Z-A-R.com. That's Sluza.com. The podcast begins next. Is there hope for America? Today is Saturday, June 19th, 2021. My name is Mike Duchamp, and this is Souza. We always ask the question, is there hope for America? Today, we're going to talk about something that has been a plague in our society, mass shooting. Of course, something we're very much familiar with. And uh, every so often, the country has to grieve the loss of loved ones through mass shooting. Gun has been a problem in the United States of America. And yet, time and again, for the whole two centuries that this country has been in existence, there has been one particular political party that has been against any kind of legislation that would help to decrease the number of casualties caused by mass shooting. By now we know much too well that the possession of a gun, although claimed by those who want at all costs to let everybody hold a handgun, they call it self-defense. In fact, that is what they've always used as justification. Second Amendment, amendment rights. Statistically, here in the United States of America, the number of people who have used a handgun to defend themselves, negligible. The murderers, the killing, the suicide, the casualties have continued to mount. And yet, those who have been proponent of letting everyone in possession of a gun, exclusively the Republican leaders in Washington, for a moment in time, they used to always come out and offer prayers for the victim families. But gradually, our society has caught up with them. That they don't mean any of that. 
They don't care about people who are getting gunned down or getting massacred. We know that because we see them in action. Because every so often that there is a mass shooting, there is mass casualties, politicians, especially Republican politicians, they will come out to make a statement against what happened and to offer their condolences to the families of the victims. It never takes more than a, an hour or so for them to go back to what they've always done. Argue that we all have to protect our Second Amendment rights. As I mentioned many times in this program before, Republican leaders rely exclusively on the ignorance of the Republican constituent in order for them to continue to have a job. And I challenge any Republican constituent to prove me wrong that if Republican leaders do not deceive their constituent, they cannot get a job. As such, they make it their job to become good at deception. Today we're going to show you how far that goes. You are on Susan. This is Susan, the place. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended the Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended the Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If uh, you just join us, uh, my name is Mike Duchenne, and uh, this is Slusa. We will be talking exclusively about mass shooting in America. It is a topic we talk about here before. Um, we talk about a great deal. We written ex extensively about mass shooting will give you kind of uh, an idea as to what we discuss and where we are today that once again for the past couple of months the country has been reeling with mass shooting casualties across the board and yet the idea 
of uh, coming with a solution is non-existent. So we're going to take a look at why is it that after decades, century even, of loss of lies, there is one political party that stands in the way of progress, in the way of making certain that we as a society don't lose our soul and we don't lose our loved ones to mass shooting. I always mention many times here in this program that Republican constituents, for reason that we continue to research, are very inclined to embrace lies and easily deceive by their legislators. Now, we're not implying that that does not happen on the Democrat side. We're simply saying that in the Republican side, Republican constituents are easily deceived, easily manipulated to the point that the Republican legislators do not even bother to try to do anything at all for the for the constituent, they simply resign themselves to becoming better at deceiving. They become masters of deception. So instead of doing the job for which that they were elected, they spend their time strategizing on how much, on how better they can become so that they can continue to deceive the constituent. And the question that I always ask is obvious. Why are Republicans not smart? Now, you may be in a hurry to throw stone at me, saying who the hell that guy think he is, to say Republicans are not smart. Now, I don't say things in this program just for the sake of saying it. I don't say things just to insult Republicans. Those are based on facts. In fact, for those of you who have watched this program before, you've seen me providing, presenting plenty of examples of such. Now, today we're going to talk about mass shooting. But one thing that ought to be put on the table, at least to expose, is that level of ignorance in the Republican circle. Now, if you are a Republican, you're probably asking yourself the question, how could that guy know that I am not smart? How could he possibly know that? You may even have justification. You went to college. You have a master's degree. You have a job, successful. You're making money. And you may even come up with ways or speculation about how better your life is done mine. So, of course, all that will contribute to you suggesting that you cannot be possibly not smart. 
because anybody that can get to that point, what we call in our society, success. However, each one of us define success. If you believe that you are successful, so for anyone to say that you're not, would obviously ruffle your feather. And that's one of the reasons that I always mention this program is not for the sake of making you feel good or making you feel better, but rather for people who are genuinely concerned, who are able to accept facts, because you cannot argue with facts. Now, why do I say Republican leaders, Republican are inclined to embrace lies and easily deceived by Republican leaders? Now, we don't have to go far. We can stay really fairly in the recent uh, episode that happened to the United States of America, where you have thousands and thousands of people descended into Washington on January 6th in order to protest an election. Because the Republican leaders, they are masters of deception. They manage to convince those people that the election was stolen. Now, you can make all kind of arguments, as I've heard plenty of them, but no smart individual would believe such thing. No matter what rationale you bring forth, you repeat what you heard from Fox, from OAN, from Newsmax, you repeat what you heard from your politician like Jim Jordan, uh, uh, Johnson, Ron Johnson, and so on, uh, uh, and, and you think, you smart because you're repeating what they're saying, and that's exactly the point. Those individuals, legislators in Washington, they're smart enough, they have become so good at deceiving that they use that as a way to make sure that you stay in the fold. So they're masters of deception, and you, the Republican constituent, you live in ignorance. You so how do we solve the problem in the country if that's the case? After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but well, definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives.
if you just join, my name is Mike Duchenne and this is Lusa. We are talking today about mass shooting in America. We began by asking the question, why are Republicans not smart? Why are Republicans not smart? We gave you the example before of Republicans believing the nonsense of Obama not being born in the United States of America and as such was a legitimate president. That was also a lie uh, uh, carried, propagated by Republican leaders and believed in the beginning of Obama administration by 57% of Republicans. So when I mention that Republicans are not smart, it's not something I pull out of a hat because only non-smart people would believe those type of nonsense. Today, according to the latest survey, more than 67% of Republicans believe that Joe Biden did not win the election. Now, you can make all kinds of argument, as I mentioned earlier, but the facts are the facts. Josh Billing mentioned that there are two types of fools in the world, those who cannot learn and those who will not learn. So ask yourself the question, why exactly every time we have situation like this, we always have an overwhelming number of Republicans who continue to believe nonsense. That's not people who are smart. No matter what the rationale is, no matter what kind of argument they bring forth to the table, because everybody can justify anything. The evil can be justified. So trying to justify it by presenting this argument or that argument because you heard it on Fox, on Newsmax, on OAN, or your leader, Jim Jordan, or Matt Meadow, or those people tell you that, that doesn't make it any better. It simply proves exactly my point that the Republican leaders rely exclusively on the ignorance of their supporters. You, the Republican supporter, being one of them. So making those arguments doesn't make you any smarter because you're simply repeating, echoing, believing nonsense that are fed to you by your Republican leaders because obviously they benefit of it. But we're not here to talk about that. We present that to you because it's important to know that if you, we have to have a conversation about any topic, and of course, mass shooting in America is one such important topic, then we have to have ground rule. We cannot have a conversation with an individual who is incapable of understanding logic. We cannot really advance any conversation or even find a solution if the individual you're having the conversation with is incapable of having a logical conversation. It would be a waste of time. It's, there is no if and but about it. If you cannot add trying to talk to you about 
multiplication would be a waste of my time because the most basic aspect of math is adding, addition. So if you cannot get there yet, so for me to try to teach you or even talk about multiplication, then it's really a very big waste of time. So that's exactly where we are. When I talk in this program, we're not talking because you're a Republican or because you're a Democrat. We're talking about facts. We have to establish a set of facts. We have to accept a set of facts. Because if you cannot come to that, to that part, to that, to that, uh, to that area of, of life, then there is really no conversation. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but that proves exactly the point. You will always stay in ignorance. And that's really what's eating America. Millions of Republicans live in ignorance, and the Republican leaders who could have done a job getting them out of ignorance, instead, they exploit that ignorance. As I've been uh, pointing out for the past few years, four plus years, uh, mostly this has a uh, this situation has exacerbated that there has been a war in America. It's a war between Democrats and Republicans. But the war is Democrats are trying to save America, literally speaking. It's not politics as usual, but it's the war that Democrats have to fight for the soul of America. And mass shooting happened to be one of the topics that we mentioned earlier that we're going to talk about, we're going to debate in order to show you why we are where we are. Mass shooting has been occurring in America for a very long time. Not yesterday, but we're going to give you a little bit of stat in terms of how bad things have been, and especially the past two months, how much this thing has pretty much sped up. We have had even more of that happening in America. There is one political party that stands in the way, it's the Republican Party. More specifically, the Republican leaders. No matter what happened, no matter how many people lost their life, no matter how many mass shootings, no matter how many casualties, Republican leaders always stand in the way of something being done to remedy the situation. That's not a speculation. That's not an assumption. Every time this conversation comes to the surface, because in America in particular, mass shooting has become so common that, as I will show you in just a moment, the past two months, across the nation, most states have been impacted by mass shooting. Usually you elect a leader to lead you, not to mislead you, to lead you, not to deceive you. But Republican leaders in general have spent their time misleading the constituent, deceiving the constituent. And unfortunately, as I just pointed out, the constituent are too ignorant to grasp that, and as such, they continue to echo, to repeat what their leaders say, and they think, it's the other side. 
You know, those thin morons, them Democrats, they're the one that solves the problem. Yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. Why don't we start from facts and then we can depart from them? Because as long as you continue to argue in the void, as long as you continue to repeat nonsense, as long as you continue to, to shun facts, to shun the truth, there is no progress that can be made. And for such, you cannot blame the Democrats for that. Look in the mirror and you find that had you simply gone with the facts, maybe there could be some progress being made. Because we are not here to invite or even force anyone to move from one political party to the other. We simply here hoping that we can convince you to go with the facts. We can convince you to accept the facts as a way of life because unless you do, the United States of America is doomed. So the war that's been going on has been about that. Democrats want to preserve what's important, what's, de what's dear to us, Republicans, by any means, by all means, want to destroy that. And I don't mean that as an opinion either. You don't have to go far. And in fact, I mentioned to you before here in this program that I have 100 years of data. There are more, but I decided to only rely on 100 years of data to show you that every step of the way, Republicans have always worked against the best interest of their constituent, they always work against the interest of the United States of America. And I don't say that lightly. Again, you don't have to go far. You don't have to go back 100 years. Look at January 6th. It wasn't just the people on the street that we watch that caused what happened to America. It was the Republican leaders the Republican governors, senators, congressmen, mayors that have contributed a great deal to destroy America. You are on Sousa. This is Sousa, the place for common sense. The hotly contested presidential election is over, but the challenges that lie ahead for this new administration are many and very difficult. Yes, we voted out the destructor of our norms, but our job is not done. The Biden administration will face a very corrupt and uncooperative Republican Party in both the House and the Senate. In 2009, in the midst of a devastating recession with unemployment rising, bankruptcy multiplying, the economy cratering, Mitch McConnell opposed everything Obama tried to do to remedy the situation. It is naive to think it will be different this time. The country simply cannot rely on Republicans. So let's not. Join us live every Saturday at 11 a.m. to bring forth ideas to combat those challenges. Together, we can help rebuild America with Joe. See you soon.
just joined. My name is Mike Duchenne, and this is Luza. We're talking about mass shooting in America. I'll take this opportunity to invite you to follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, and uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And of course, if you want to know more about me, you can always go to about me slash mduchenne.y. I strongly encourage you as well to go to peoplebrain.org where we publish articles that provide great detail about various topics, social, political topics. Once you subscribe, every time we start this program, you will receive a link, and that link would provide you the ability to come to this program. So you don't have to be looking as to how to get to here. So you will be able to just click a link and come to this program. So I strongly encourage you to do so now so that you don't miss future opportunity. We're talking about mass shooting in America. No lack of search. In fact, I don't remember at which point we never not talking about mass shooting in America. The first major mass shooting, 1997, Columbine, two teenage kids armed with machine gun caused really consternation in the country. And we would think at that point that our politicians, our leaders, would finally come to understand there is something that needs to be done. Because usually that's what leaders are for. You expect leaders to have a little bit of common sense to do what is necessary to protect us. That's what they took an oath for when they raised their hands to protect and defend. Now it's never been perfect. But in the past, we used to more or less rely on the leaders to have some common sense, to behave in a way that show they care, that show that they respect the oath that they took. But we've seen 100 years have proven to us that Deadly airport attack in Fort Lauderdale. In a moment, we will show you the portion of the video where the gunman opens fire. We're also learning more about the gun used in the attack and more about the five people who were killed. We begin with David Begnaud. Another violent day all across Chicago as city leaders are searching for answers. Yes, yeah, so Mayor Lightfoot now calling for federal assistance. We've got Joni live. She's got the tales. Good morning. Good morning. A serious situation, this gun violence here in Chicago. Two mass shootings in one day. Five shot and wounded in West Garfield Park. Eight people shot in Englewood, four of them dead. For a total, uh, including other shootings, eight killed, 
19 wounded in Chicago on Tuesday, just one day, and the, the uh, victims include both adults and teenagers. The deadliest was in Englewood yesterday morning. The four people killed are Denise Mathis, Ritanya Rogers, Blake Lee, and Shermetria Williams, and four others were wounded. They were all in a house in the 6200 block of South Morgan and reportedly were asleep at the time. A two-year-old also was present but not hurt. Police know that there was an argument preceding the shooting, but the evidence they have is minimal. Manhunt underway in Austin, Texas tonight after a man shot three people dead in what officials are now describing as a domestic incident. The latest incident racing the alarm after a string of multiple mass shootings nationwide. On Thursday, a 19-year-old gunman shot and killed eight people at a FedEx facility in Indianapolis. We hear two gunshots and we think it's a car, uh, a muffler, and then so we ignore it. We hear three shots after that. We start thinking it's an engine problem. Then we start hearing six to around 10 shots. I didn't exactly see the person get shot, but after hearing the shootings, I did see a body on the floor behind a vehicle. Four of the eight who were killed were members of the Sikh community. Breaking news on this, the second horrific mass shooting in, less, in this country in less than two weeks. In California tonight, the FBI has been searching the gunman's home and car, trying to determine why he opened fire on young people line dancing at a bar on college night. Twelve people were killed, including a veteran uh, sheriff's officer who rushed in minutes after the first gunshots were reported. Police say the shooter was a U.S. Marine veteran who had previous run-ins with the law. He apparently killed himself at the scene of the massacre. This hour, I'll talk to California Congresswoman Jackie Speer, and our correspondents and analysts are also standing by. First, let's go to our senior national correspondent, Kyung La, outside the shooter's house. Kyung, we just got some new video uh, from inside the bar during the shooting. I want to play it for our viewers for the first time, but I want to caution them. This is potentially disturbing. Watch this. was gunfire early this morning on Chicago's south side. Four people were shot and killed, four others injured and taken to hospitals. No arrests have been made. There's been a flood of violence across Chicago with, listen to this, 38 people shot since Sunday. Need 911 here now. We're at King Supers in South Boulder, Table Mesa. We've got injured parties on the ground. 911 now, people. We don't know if there's a shooter, active shooter somewhere. Could be in the store. Yeah, he went in there. He went in the store. Yeah, he went right down there. Oh my God. Guys, we got people down inside King Supers. Look, there's holy God.
this was just an excerpt of what has been happening across the United States of America. And there is a lack of example. Just to give you kind of an idea as to how much of this has been happening across the country. Uh, on April 15, in Indianapolis, eight people were killed, several others wounded in a mass shooting at a FedEx facility. April 15, the same day, on Pensacola, Florida, at least six people were injured at uh, a county apartment complex, as it was reported by CNN. April 15, the same day, in Washington, D.C., four people were shot, including a teenage girl. That was three separate states in just one day. And you have pretty much across the board on April 13, Baltimore, two sh uh, when two shooters opened fire and injuring four people. April 12, in Chicago, four people were shot, one died, and a fifth person was hit by a car in a shooting on Monday. April 11, Wichita, Kansas, one person was killed, three others injured. April 11, Seattle, Washington, toddler and three other people were injured when the suspect opened fire in a busy parking lot. April 10, Memphis, Tennessee. As you can see, it across the country, mass shooting has been happening. Now, here's uh, uh, a particular date on that month. Now, for the whole month of April, no matter which date you pick, you will find out that there was a mass shooting and many people were injured or and or killed. April 4th, Monroe, Louisiana. Six victims of gunshot. April 4th, Birmingham, Alabama. Between two groups of people, more than 30 shots were fired, killing one woman and wounding five others, including four children. Beaumont, Texas. Several people with firearm shoot four victims. April 3rd, Wilmington, North Carolina, three people were killed and four others injured in a mass shooting house party. April 3rd, that's the same day, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, two men were arrested and charged with attempted murder after five people were injured outside an Alabama bar. April 3rd again, in Dallas, Texas, there were a murder-suicide plot. 21-year-old and 19-year-old brothers made a pact to kill their parents, sisters, and grandmother, according to CNN. April 3rd, Quincy, Florida. As you can see, we're still on the same date and across the country in many different states. The only thing you're hearing, not people using a gun to defend themselves, but to kill others. As I mentioned time and again, and I wrote extensively about that, the idea when you hear that Republican leaders and Republican constituents are making the argument about Second Amendment right, it's baloney. Because most instances of casualties by gun 
are not in self-defense. Most of them are suicide, killing of others. Those are the kind of reasons mostly guns are used in the United States of America. When was the last time you heard in the news that because someone had a gun, that individual was able to protect himself and his family from someone? Very rarely. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but this is something that happened very rarely. In what I just read to you in the past two months, April and, uh, and, uh, and May, we're not even counting June yet, that as those things that we're talking about now have been happening in the month of June. For the month of April and May alone, there were more than 45 mass shooting in America. Actually, I, I said that wrong. For the month of April, not April and May, for the month of April, there were 45 mass shooting in America. So in other words, we are looking at a situation in America that people who are in position of leadership should have done something about it. But for some reason, Republican and Republican exclusively have decided to do absolutely nothing. Here's an article that I published on, uh, in July of uh, 2017. Republican complicity of gun massacres in America. I read a few, some, a few uh, excerpts of that article, but I strongly encourage you to go and read that article on the peoplebranch.org, which you'll find many other articles that are related to that very problem in America, mass shooting. How much we have been losing are young due to mass shooting. And it's becoming a refrain that really, frankly, is, is sad because you have leaders, you elect leaders in order to prevent those kind of things from being repeated. So the question that we have to ask ourselves, why in the world do we have leaders that are not just not doing anything, but are preventing something from being done? Now think about that for just a moment. You have leaders you elected, and those are the people that are preventing something from being done in order to decrease or even eliminate that problem in the country. It's a play. Is it because you're not victimized yet? Is it because you don't know anyone who is victimized yet? Are you waiting for your turn to be victimized in order for you to do something about it? But the bigger question is, why do you continue to vote back in office to support people who don't want anything to be done about that? Here's how I started that article. After every shooting, which claims dozens of lies, and leaves dozen others wounded, traumatized, handicapped, 
Republicans always wear their hypocrisy mask to pretend they are sudden. And after each massacre, they stand in the way of any initiative which could help to prevent the next shooting. Yes, Republicans in Washington are complicit of the many guns tragedies which have plagued the country in the past decade. But even worse, Republican constituents behave like moron, which give legitimacy for the representative indifference and callousness. The question I keep asking myself, why are Republicans so indifferent to society ill? As we've seen time and again, their rationale is they want to protect their Second Amendment right. The only sure way to have gun reform in this country and as such protect our children, protect the next generation, is to vote Republicans out of office. If you cannot do that, spare the sympathy, spare the sadness. Because there is no word of comfort that can really replace a substitute for doing something to prevent the next tragedy from happening. It is a waste of everyone's time. It is the worst kind of hypocrisy. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If you just join, my name is Mike Duchenne and this is Suza. We are talking about mass shooting in America. We've seen the devastation. We've seen the damage that mass shooting has caused. 
mass shooting has claimed the lives of dozens and dozens of young generations. Every mass shooting, yes, certainly sometimes we have older people as among the victims. But if you've been paying attention, most of the mass shooting that have occurred in this country for the past few years have claimed the lives of a lot of young people. And time and again, we have <clears throat> time and again, we have Republican We apologize uh, for uh, the snafu um, uh, talking about uh, what is been going on with the mass shooting in America. We cannot do the job for ourselves. The citizens of this country cannot all be in Washington trying to legislate and as such, the framers of the Constitution provided a way for us to be represented by people that we trust will carry out tasks that will benefit us, that will protect us, and that will make our lives better, will make our lives easier, will make us feel comfortable as long as we live in this United States of America. Republicans were, uh, were, were interviewed, surveyed, about the state of affairs in the United States of America, how much our democracy has been under assault. Most Republicans shrug it off. They don't see a problem. And the reason they don't see a problem is because their leaders do not see a problem. But if they were smart, as some of them always try to make the argument, they're not stupid, they're not moron. If they were smart, they would ask themselves the question, a very simple question. Is it the way that things were a few decades ago? But most importantly, is it the way that you would want things to be for the next generation, for your children, for your grandchildren? that you would have elected officials that you call leaders that will continue to lie to them, to deceive them? Maybe you can take that, but do you want that for your children, for your grandchildren? Now, I ask the question, I don't even know that it makes any difference because if you're fighting tooth and nail to defend this type of behavior, I'm not too sure that Republicans in general will help 
advance the affairs of the country. Because they have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're willing to destroy America. And I don't say that as lightly, but literally. Because we've seen their action. We've seen that they try, they attempted to do that. They didn't just talk about it. They didn't just ramble about it. Because it's one thing that someone could have a big mouth and talk about things, but it's a very different issue when that individual take upon himself or herself to act on whatever that individual has in mind. Mass shooting in America. The few excerpts that you saw earlier had to do with report across America about mass shooting. And as I read a few, just for the month of April, a few instances of mass shooting, there were no lack of such. Some dates, there were, uh, there were more than, than, than a few mass shooting in, a, in across the country. It's almost like every state across the country competing to see who can have more casualties in mass shooting. Those are not the kind of thing that you, if you are a concerned citizen, you just throw the towel and say, there is nothing you can do about that. Of course, there is something you can do about that. Since May 10, there have been 10 mass shootings per week in America this year so far. 10 mass shootings per week. Go figure. 10 mass shootings. And whenever you hear mass shooting, there are several people who die and several people would be injured. That would give you a total of 190 plus mass shootings in America. The month of April alone, we had 45 mass shootings reported. 45. There are 30 days in a month. 45 mass shootings. More than one mass shooting per day. In America. And yet, the Republican leaders, time and again, stand in the way of something to be done in order to put an end to that. Since January 2021, as you can see, more than 194 mass shootings occurred in America. Again, it's not just one individual that shot another individual. When we talk about mass shooting, we're talking about a lot of people being gunned down, being shot. In front of you, you see a list of that I started to read from of mass shooting that occurred in America and the people that became victim of search. And there is no lack of that 194 mass shooting 
in America since January 2021. I read a few of those things for you, and one of the few places that caught my attention is April 15. There were three mass shootings, one in Indianapolis, one in Florida, one in Washington, D.C. April 4th, there were three mass shootings, one in Louisiana, one in Alabama, one in Texas. April 3rd, there were three mass shootings, one in North Carolina, one in Alabama, and one in Dallas, Texas. It's almost like it becomes second. We become desensitized to the fact that when there is mass shooting, people don't even pay attention to it unless it happened to you. So the question is, we've been talking about that, not just today, almost forever. How do we solve gun massacre in America? It's not that we don't know how to. We just mentioned that Republicans have been, Republican leaders have been standing in the way of anything being done in order to stop the spread of that plague in America. So answer the question, the simple question, who stand to benefit of gun sales? It's as simple as that. If you want to solve gun massacre in America, you don't have to look far. You don't have to scratch your head. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to have studied anything. Who benefits of gun sales in America? Now, of course, the gun manufacturer, that's no brainer. Because if you sell a gun, obviously, you sell a gun for a profit. You're going to benefit. You have the NRA. The NRA, which we're all familiar with, is a, quote, non-profit organization that promotes gun ownership. And the reason is because they, too, benefit. LaPierre was getting paid $5 million, non-profit organization, $5 million. You're paying an executive of a non-profit organization. And the reason is because money is flowing in. $5 million for a non-profit organization. Who stand to benefit? Now, one group of individuals that stand to benefit of gun sales is the Republican leaders. Because NRA is almost exclusively a hand and arm of the Republican Party. You see, when Russia wanted to hack into the US internal affairs, they, the members whose job is to infiltrate the United States of America and uh, disturb our system of democracy, 
they went into the Republican Party. They started with NRA. We even have a, on record a Russian who was in jail, who had a lot of contact, a lot of negotiation with Republicans, especially those in the Trump campaign in 2016. Those are not speculation or assumption. They're well documented. So who stands to benefit? If you are even a little tiny bit interested in protecting your children, in protecting the future generations from mass shooting, there is not a lot of rationale to be made. Republican leaders are complicit in the murders of a young generation in America. It's not an assumption. It's not a speculation. It is a fact. Time and again, Republican leaders stand in the way of something being done in order to prevent the next mass shooting from happening. So in other words, Republican leaders are responsible for that. I know in general, there are going to be a lot of rationale as Republican leaders in general have always done. They have become so good at it that the Republican supporters either eager to be lied to, unable to grasp how much that, that they are being dragged by the nose by their leaders, led by the hatred for Democrats, they're willing to destroy America. And they have proven that to us. This is not mere words. Because we have proof, tangible proof, that on January 6th, those people, the Republicans, both the supporters and the leaders, were working with one simple objective in mind, to subvert our system of democracy on the street of America, in Washington, D.C., thousands of people were there with one objective, to make certain that what happened in our system of democracy did not stand, meaning literally the result, the outcome of the election did not stand, even up to today. Mike Pence, then vice president of the previous administration, who decided to side with our constitution, even up to today. Every time that he stepped out, he's being heckled. Because he did not go along with the idea of subverting our democracy. So when I tell you that Republicans are working to destroy America, this is not a mere word of a damn liberal. They are gun-ho about destroying America. You would think 
in the heat of the moment, as we usually try to make excuses for people that they commit crime. They did something they didn't, they shouldn't have done. That was January 6th. This is June. Which means six months later, they're still willing to continue to do what they did on January 6th, because as far as they're concerned, destroying America is the ultimate goal. It's the ultimate objective. So it wasn't in a spur of a moment that they did what they did. Because anyone understand that if you did something that was wrong, and later on you repent of it, and you regret to have done it. Republicans are not anywhere near showing any kind of regret or remorse to have tried to subvert our democracy. Because up to today, they continue to go after people who stood and prevented that type of behavior from succeeding. And it wasn't just the Republican constituent, because behind closed door, the Republican leaders, congressmen, and senators, most of them were trying to do exactly the same thing. And just like the Republican supporters, they don't have any regret. They don't repent from it. In fact, they continue to work on legislation that will help them to continue to erode our democracy, to chip away at our democracy. So they do not regret. They do not have any remorse. And as far as they're concerned, until America fails, they're not going to stop. Which brings me to the article that I published a few a couple of weeks ago that the inevitable fall of America. Why America will fall. I strongly encourage you to go to the peoplebranch.org website, which is at the bottom of the screen. Go to the peoplebranch.org and you find there the article in question. Why America will fall. In the past, other empires you have the empire falling because of external factors. But here in America, the problem that America is confronting is not coming from external factors, not from foreign government, not from terrorism, uh, external terrorism that is, but the very people who claim to love America the very people who took enough to defend and protect America, the very people who claim to be patriot, those are the people who are working, not, not even slowly, not even pretend to love America. They are working every angle to destroy America. And that's why the article, Why America Will Fall, is not something to take lightly. So the mass shooting that we're talking about today, that we mentioned Republicans stand in the way of the reform, is the least of their worries. Because as far as they are concerned, gun massacre in America? This is part of the plan. Getting as many people killed, creating chaos, 
This is just fine by the Republican. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, the Republican constituents are not smart enough to realize that they are helping the Republican leaders to achieve this nefarious, this Machiavellian objective that they have. The reason? Simple. Who stand to benefit? I hope you can join me next week when we will detail for you those, those items as to the benefit that each one of those groups get from gun sales in America. Whenever there is a problem, I'll leave you with that. Whenever there is a problem, you don't have to rock your brain. You don't have to scratch your head. Find out who will benefit of that problem. Gun massacre in America has been causing casualties. The past three months, we've seen an acceleration of such. And yet, time and again, Republican leaders across the board refuse to do anything about it. But it's even worse than that. They stand in the way of anything to be done about that. So the Republican leaders, they benefit of that gun sales in America, and they're not about to let any legislation stand in the way of gun sales in America. It doesn't matter whether you get killed. It doesn't matter whether your children get killed. It doesn't matter whether your parents get killed. As long as they continue to benefit of gun sales in America, they will continue to prevent any measure from being passed because as far as they're concerned, your death does not matter to, to them. So if you are stupid enough to continue to support them, you should be not complaining when you become a victim of gun self in America, of gun massacre in America, because it's just a matter of time. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, great afternoon, and I hope you can join me again next week when we continue the conversation about is there hope in America? That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Suza program, The Place for Common Sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestions, or simply let us know how to work. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around And the rumpus and ruck is so comfortable now Been a hell of a ride, but I
but I'm thinking it's time to grow So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow Here we go Our podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website located at peoplebranch.org. That's P E O P L E B R A N C H.org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles my name is Mike Duchenne MD for short I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening whichever it happens to be hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast that, that was Suza live from New York good day good day